Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and also with Kim. And we're doing that whole, we're kind of together, but we're kind of not because this is a world where many of us gather virtually a lot. So we are recording together, but separately. And uh, we invite you in as our seventh sister. Maybe you're not in the same room that we are in, but you are here with us because we are all on this homeschool adventure together and we need to share ideas and encourage each other along the way. So this morning, we are going to hopefully encourage you with some of the reasons why Seven Sisters curriculum is good for teens. And that sounds just like a shameless infomercial. And that is not at all <laughs> what this podcast is going to be. Well, just a little bit of a shameless infomercial. Well, you know, yes. It's a sh- but it's a lot. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. It's a lot more than a shameless infomercial because it's a sharing yeah. our heart. This is sharing the reason that we started publishing curriculum together. We're a bunch of homeschool moms who homeschooled together in community for a couple of decades. Oh my, wow. And eventually got all of our own kids to the graduation finish line. But we realized that there was a lot there that we had gotten to enjoy working together in community that was just gonna kind of fade away if we didn't share it with younger homeschooling moms coming up behind us. And that's where this idea of us being your big sisters came in. And so we wanna kind of share the heart behind our brand and what it is about our curriculum that is perhaps different from pretty much anything else that's out there and why we think it's good for teens, how this grew out of our own experience as parents and as homeschoolers. So it's more than a shameless infomercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and really to share our heart is as we began to see our kids graduate, we were still, and, and Kim still is teaching in our local homeschool uh, group classes. Yeah, so it's Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we, uh, we wanted to stay involved. And we also, you know, read the Bible. And in Titus 2, it talks about the women who are um, older. Um, older, not old. Okay, older. Yeah, more, more experienced. Yeah, more experienced to 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 help along those that are less experienced or younger, and uh, and so that's why, like, if you go to sevensistershomeschool.com on the website, it's hard to know whether this is a publisher site or a blogger site because we are just as much about helping younger families understand what life and homeschooling is about as we are the curriculum. So there's oodles of free posts and free materials, but the curriculum our teens have loved so much and our local homeschoolers and then nationwide and internationally other homeschoolers that that we keep providing it. Absolutely. Exactly. So let's get specific just right from the starting gate. What is it, what are some of the qualities of our curriculum that are different, that are distinctives? Some of the special seven sister-ishness of our curriculum that teens love. I'm going to start with the word friendly. Um, oh, yeah. the, the tone is of instruction itself. It's written in the ways that we talked to our co-op classes and we talked to our umbrella school classes when we met together in person. It's not um, a stiff, formal style of instruction. It is very conversational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Like you notice a lot of textbooks are written very formal tone because they want to convey seriousness. But, you know, our teens, as we were going through the process with them, they let us know that that actually bores them. And then they get an attitude while they read it. And they it up. Teenagers with attitude. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. So they wanted to be talked to in their textbooks as if they were human beings also and that they were friends. Right. Right. Okay, so yeah. what's another quality? Friendly style of instruction, conversational, what else? Oh, Kim, you uh, want to go next? Uh, we were big fans of the no busy work stuff. Um, we have very, very busy lives and schedules uh, in general and lots of things because there were important things for us to do besides just our academics. Um, and so the fact that we could do good quality learning without doing a... Um, I'm trying to think of a polite way. My kids have several different expressions. A boatload of necessary um, <laughs> work. It's just like redundant. It's not, you know, we are not afraid of hard work. We, our kids have done some really hard work as, as have we. Um, but there's this point where there's, there's redundancy of work and there's um, just overkill is one of our, you know, expressions. So we, we are yeah. not fans of busy work and overkill. Um, we want to keep it, um, lively and moving along. Yeah, we, we again, our, our teens let us know how they feel about things. And, you know, one of, one of our older sets of teens, probably my oldest, one of those kids, noticed that textbooks tend to have the same number of pages in every chapter, <laughs> whether they had 10 pages worth of information or 20 pages of worth of information, it was the same length. So sometimes it was nothing but busy work or useless data that was filling up, you know, the standardized set of chapters. So they, they let us know they want to know what's important enough to remember mm-hmm. and to not not fill their pages up with busy work. So oh, here's yeah. an interesting, <clears throat> pardon me, an interesting specific example of that. And I'm going to touch on it just because it's actually come up a couple of times in customer questions over the years. Um, our literature study guides. People will ask us, how many pages are they? I can't answer that question because we have, oh golly, 60-some, I guess, study guides now, individual study guides, and they vary tremendously. And the reason they vary tremendously is because the books that they accompany vary tremendously. And the literary devices on which we are focusing in each of them vary tremendously from one guide to the next. So, for example, we have a guide that accompanies H.G. Wells, The Invisible Man. And to be quite honest, and H.G. Wells himself said this about his book, so I'm not talking trash behind his back or anything. We're still, we're still buddies, me and, me and H.G., we still hang out. But it's not, really, it's not really that well written in a lot of ways. It is not one that he went back and fine-tuned at all. It was about the ideas. He wrote that book because he thought the idea of invisibility was philosophically just so profound. So he wanted to sort of play that out in his mind. But he then kind of lost interest and moved on to other projects and never really went back and did the the writer part of fine tuning it. So Um, it's not nearly as well written as a lot of the other books. Why did I choose to do a a lit guide to go with it? Because the ideas are so worth exploring and they're so profound. But I didn't write question, question, question for each of the chapters in the book. Instead, you read the whole book and then you answer 15 very thought-provoking questions that are looking at the story as a whole. 
And I've had moms say, you've got to be kidding me. There's only 15 questions for the whole book. How do I know which one goes with which chapter? <laughs> and yeah. I say, oh, wow, no, take a giant no, step no, back no. and look at it. That's, yeah. not, that's not what this one is for. There are others that are broken down very detailed because we're tracking a particular thread, a particular device, a particular character arc or whatever through the story. And then it is broken out very specifically. So we, we've tailored each one to what we're really trying to get at. And this is not about the same number of chapters and uh, you know, same number of pages in every chapter. Or we're trying to get to the meat of it and not, um, not busy work it to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like a contrast with the Chronicles of Narnia study guide. So yeah. those are books written for children, but they are packed with adult level philosophic and theological concepts. So those study guides are long and meaty because we were trying to get at C.S. Lewis's adult and, and you know things that adolescents could grab hold of. So it had to be broken out by chapter yeah. so that teens could find where those things were embedded. So each book has a different calling, right? Mm -hmm. And so each study guide has a different calling. Thus, there's no need for busy work so that all the pages are the same. What matters is the kids come away with meat and ideas and concepts that they can carry on then to the next books that they read or the next part of life. Exactly. Exactly. They don't just leave it in that book and like put it in that notebook and then it's done. There's another Seven Sisters distinctive. We are all about real life learning. We want our kids to be changed by what they have learned. We want them to be expanded and enriched by what they've learned. And we think that anything that you learn in life is probably going to somehow positively impact your future because you're going to go into a future situation knowing something or understanding something that you didn't before. And so we're really looking in all of our curriculum. Some of it is is straight up, clearly um, practical, applicable, right away, lifelong information like financial literacy. Yeah. Um, You know, that's stuff that they're going to practice immediately. There are other things, um, philosophy and four questions that, okay, they're not going to sit down on their first day of training at a new job and do any philosophical analysis, but they are going to learn how that new workplace works and what the relationships are like there and what the goals and the motivators are based on their study of philosophy and four questions while they were in high school. So we're hoping that all of it is shaping young people to be awesomely fabulous adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a great meme. Hey, Kim, another t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. say, that, say that again, please. <laughs> we, uh, what was it now? Oh, dear. We want our curriculum to shape our teens to become awesomely fabulous adults, I think. Yeah, that's Something like that. Yeah. Awesomely fabulous adults. Got it. Awesomely fabulous adults. Yes. All right. Gotcha. Um, Well, and something you said there, Sabrina, reminded me of something which I was reminded of, and you actually came up with the words last time, is um, also all of our stuff, especially our literature, um, really encourages students to, um, Sabrina has this great phrase, to uh, read good books with their mind and their spirits turned on. You yes. want to elaborate I did on say that, that didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but it is, it's a, you know, it's not, it, it's not something that you're going to see as much in financial literature for financial literacy, for example. Um, yet it really does. Um, it is sort of an underlying philosophy of all of our stuff. Yeah. Well, even in financial lit, 
um, Sarah teaches the kids to be stewards. Yeah. And you know, that is not what God is teaching us about all parts of our lives is to be stewards of the things that he has given us. Exactly. So if we're, if we're presenting any subject, our underlying heart behind it is how is this going to help shape an adult who's going to be walking around doing life for the next several decades? Is, is this going to be a positive shaping influence in their lives? So that's not a doctrinal statement. That's not a specific um, set of creeds or understandings that we want kids to memorize. We're, we're talking about actually shaping character. Yeah. And I guess that, that would be another distinctive that we could talk about. All of our stuff is from Christian authors. Some of it is overtly Christian in its language and instruction. For example, um, human development from a Christian worldview. And some of our literature guides go right along with books like Born Again by Chuck Colson, you know, mm. pretty clearly overtly Christian content. Yeah. All of our writing, however, as, as curriculum authors, is shaped by our relationships with Jesus. And so our, our faith is evident in them, even in the titles that are, for example, American Lit, the, the Lit Guides in our American Literature Bundle. They, they work as they work for secular homeschoolers as well. There is no overt faith-based language. But when you are shaping character in your kids and your family is wanting to shape Christian, Jesus-shaped character in them, you're going to find a lot of encouragement for that. And you're going to find a lot of opportunities for really cool conversation about what it means to be a follower of Jesus that is going to grow out of what they're doing in their academics. Our curriculum and our study guides are not preachy. Nope. So kids are not going to be taught, okay, now you have to think this way, you have to behave this way, we don't beat them over the head with scripture, but all of the books and, and guides are informed from that Christian worldview, because like Sabrina said, we're, we're working on helping them to develop the kind of character and personhood that God wants them to be. Boy, we, we sound very academic. <laughs> Um, as far as character, too, we're not trying to create the same character in each of our students, which kind of piggybacks on what you just said, Vicki. Mm -hmm. We are trying to create the character that God has for them to be. You know, we've, we're firm believers in that God made each one of us unique. If you could sit down and meet all six of the seven sisters, you would kind of be amazed how how different we are. And, oh my, yes. I mean, we have some very similar, strong, core beliefs and values and things. And yet we are, even how we express those is as different as different can be. Uh, those of you with, with uh, several children, you probably are sometimes amazed how different your children can be. And so we want our curriculum to also really just kind of enable uh, you and your family to just develop into what God has for you, not what we have for you. Okay, so can I jump in there with, because my little hand is yellow on the screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the most, <laughs> one of the most important things that I think Seven Sisters has to offer teens is that our curriculum is levelable. It's adaptable to different levels. There we go. There you go. Yeah. And because what we found is we were teaching our kids in co-op and in group classes together that they could all read the same book, but they needed to interact with it at different 
levels of rigor. So like our kids who were college bound or, you know, they were college bound and wanted to be a, you know, an English major, or if they were doing the psych text, um, they wanted to go into psychology in college, like they needed to, to interact with the curriculum at a higher level than a kid who was, you know, he's planning to, you know, work in plumbing or, or HVAC, you know, which is perfectly wonderful, but why waste your time doing a bunch of busy work? So we wrote our texts and, and study guides at the level that an average kid could use the curriculum and do it mostly on their own and, um, and to have discussions though with kids at different levels. So that allows diversity of conversation but the kids who don't need extra could just do the text. And then every study guide, every writing guide, every textbook has instructions on meaningfully leveling up to a higher level of rigor with activities and readings that actually impact their character. It doesn't just fill up time with useless information. Yes. So it's actually, they, they can walk away with a powerful honors credit that makes their transcript look awesome, but also they come away with ideas that are that they have explored and embedded. So you want to hear a good story? Oh, yes. Please tell us a good story. One of our, our homeschoolers that graduated with, oh, golly, like... My, my daughter. So we're talking, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. Anyway, she sent me a message on Facebook the other day of some flowers. Um, you know, it's a little photo with some flowers. And she said, I was thinking about C.S. Lewis class when I saw these flowers and it reminded me. And then she went into some of the theological concepts that she learned in that class. Wow. And carried with her into life because she she got an honors credit at that time because she had really explored a certain angle of C.S. Lewis's um, symbolism and uh, it stuck with her like 10 years later yeah. and she was able to tell me about it. Fantastic. That wow. is so cool. That's that is awesome. so cool. All right, I'm going to throw out a, uh, a distinctive of Seven Sisters that actually did not matter to me very much at all when we first started the business and it has really grown on me because I heard that it mattered to the teens who were using our stuff. And that mm. is that it is green. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I always thought yeah. of books and paper because, well, I'm a paper geek. Mm -hmm. I like paper. Mm -hmm. I still like to write things out longhand. When I journal, I almost always journal longhand because I like the feel of paper under my hand. Mm -hmm. And when we started an ebook business, I thought we were doing it because it was a way to not have to start out with a big um, investment in warehousing and, and such. But over the years, I have heard more and more and more of the generation coming up behind us who are recognizing our responsibility to the planet mm -hmm. in ways that I did not when I was their age, mm -hmm. who are saying that they like the fact that our materials are digital and they are kind to the planet. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, they can do their work on their laptop. A lot of the, the um, study guides and texts are editable, so they can answer yes. right in the guide itself. And then, you know, when mom is grading it, they can just forward it on to her. So it's like oh, yeah. so simple for the teens and it works with their constructs of, yes, let's be environmentally responsible and let's have more fun doing it because it's digital. So, And I'm going to take that one step further Go. because my kids in my psych class often just have their text on their phone 
And so some of them are carrying their huge chemistry or biology book and their, or their physics book and their big other books, maybe for some of their other classes. Um, when we go to our, our local umbrella school, and they can carry their seven sister stuff on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> cool beans. So I'm always telling them, like, be kind to your back, you know? <laughs> right. Let's cast the net wide, though, because there are kids who really struggle to um, use stuff digital. Absolutely. And they really need the print. And so we also have the adaptability mm -hmm. that our copyright notice allows you to print a copy for your own homeschool, not to share... Yeah with, you know, friends and co-ops, because that's a violation of copyright. But you can print it if you're a family or you have a student who really needs paper yeah. for it to be mm -hmm. a, a rich and accessible learning experience. Because there's not one right way. There <laughs> is not one right way to use Seven Sisters homeschool materials. <laughs> and that is so important to us. We want you to be able to use it in the way that makes sense to your family, your students, you as the mom or the dad. So one more thing before we sign off, because I think this is a really lovely thing that teens enjoy about our curriculum, is that it works for individual study, for study within a homeschool with maybe a sibling or two, and it also works for a co-op. Mm -hmm. So if there's um, a subject that you're needing to do, but you don't really feel good about doing it on your own. For example, lit analysis is intimidating for a lot of students to do on their own. And our literature guides, they're like, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure it's gonna be a lot of thinking. Uh, you know, you can, you can do that with a book club, with a co-op, mm -hmm. and you can bring some friends in. And um, very, very easy to adapt the titles to use with a group of friends. Absolutely. And you can contact us about how to get a group discount. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we love to give out group discounts. In fact, you don't even have to, like, convince us. Like, you could just ask politely and we <laughs> guarantee that we'll give you one. We'll say yes. Isn't that nice? <laughs> that's right. Because we love funny. our seven sisters and all we, we do. We do. And so much of the good, rich learning that our kids did was in group settings. So yeah. we really do want to foster that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we are almost out of time, ladies. So we probably should wrap this up. Any final thoughts on why our curriculum is actually good for teens? Because we like the teens to grow into who God made them to be. Just saying it over again. Mm -hmm. Yep. Beautiful. And I'm just going to piggyback on that and say, we also like teens. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the biggest distinctives. Oh, my. Yeah. We genuinely like teenagers. We regularly say, especially the three of us. I mean, I think yeah. all six yeah. of us really, really enjoyed the teen years mm -hmm. with our kids. But the three of us, we, we just have had so much fun spending time with teenagers. Absolutely. And we think that they are cool, like fascinating, fun, cool. Seriously. And uh, I think that comes through. I think it comes through in our curriculum that we genuinely like the students that we're writing for. Yeah, you bet. So if that's the kind of thing that you maybe need some more of in your corner of the homeschooling universe, uh, check out sevensistershomeschool.com. We have an e-bookstore with many, many, many titles in it. We have, like Vicki said, also a huge library available to you for your encouragement and your equipping in, in the form of blog posts on, oh my, so many topics that will address challenges that you're facing or decisions that you're trying to make for the coming year. Um, lots of really good big sister advice from homeschoolers who have been there and done that over and over again. And maybe we can help you avoid some of the pitfalls that we encountered yeah. when we were younger. We would love it if we could spare you some of our 
uh-oh moments yeah, and, uh, and make your path a little smoother. You know, um, I have a friend who talks about being a, um, oh dear, what does he call it? A trail, it's not a trailblazer, but anyway, it's the, it's the one who goes first on the trail on a cross-country team so that all the spider webs hit them in the face. <laughs> oh, and the people who come behind don't have to run through them. I didn't know there was that. And, uh, That's cool. <laughs> That's so pretend like you're on a cross-country team and we're going to run through the woods and your your big sisters at Seven Sisters went first and we're the ones with spider webs on our face because, <laughs> because we love you. <laughs> Oh, the visual of that is just so much. <laughs> you, you know what? There's actually a word for that, but I can't remember what it is. I, I know there there's is a word. word. For that feeling when you get a spider, when you walk through a spider web. And there's like a real, yeah. I, fi- I found it on the word. For the it's a thing. Time. Yeah, it is. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. So if seven sisters knows that word, then you need to, you need to email us or, um, you know, comment or, or something. Let, let us know what the word is for the yeah. spider web clearer on the trail. Um, and with that beautiful, lovely visual, we're going to close out this episode. We encourage you to engage with us on our social media on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Twitter, and at our site, sevensistershomeschool.com. And always, always here on the Homeschool High School podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. <laughs>